calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings Podcast. I hope everybody had a good holiday and, and safe travels over Thanksgiving. Um, I'm excited to announce that Kate is here, also known as Tarot Kate on Instagram. You have heard her in a previous episode of ours where she was a guest. Kate, thank you so much for coming on and co-hosting with us tonight. Thank you for having me back. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. We really enjoyed you uh, coming on. Thought you brought really good energy and perspective, so uh, couldn't wait to get you on as a co-host. And our guest tonight, Chris, also known as Crazy Uncle Chris underscore on TikTok. I've been trying to get Chris on for, gosh, I think about a year and a half. And then as things happen, we just kind of miss touching base for a little bit. And he was kind enough to say he would come on. He's got a life of experiences to talk about. And uh, yeah, I am so excited to get you on the podcast, Chris. Thank you so much for joining. Well, thank you for that wonderful inf uh, intro and greetings to Kate and greetings to not as pretty as Kate. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> no insult there. Uh, I, I do my best. All right. Well, Chris, what we like to do early on in uh -huh. the podcast is find out where our guests fall on what we call the Believo meter. Uh, zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts. Ten ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? I'm a medium. I didn't realize I was a medium until I was a teenager. And actually, it took a Catholic nun, and I'm not even Catholic, took a Catholic nun to explain to me what was happening and that I wasn't crazy. I'd say yeah. a 10, 10 and a half, maybe 11. That's really interesting when religion cross-references or, or comes across people who are having paranormal experiences, because I feel like that cross-section can go a lot of different ways, depending on who it is within a religion that you're speaking to. Some will immediately almost make it feel satanic that these things are happening to you, that, that you need to ward them off. Some of them will make you feel maybe like you're yes. kind of crazy. I hate throwing that word around the paranormal, uh, but you know, it really runs the gamut. So that's, that's really interesting that you had somebody kind of break it down for you. What do you think made this individual in the Catholic church different from a lot of religious people? Honestly, she was also a medium and she explained it to me. Oh, she said she has lived with the same thing her whole life. And, um, you know, the, the girl I was dating at the time was very devoutly Catholic. Finally, I wound up talking to this one nun, you know, pretty laid back and talked to me like a decent, you know, like a human being instead of trying to talk down to me as a child of only 16. 
17, something like that. She spoke to me and we sat and we communicated. And finally she said, you know, you're one of us, right? And I said, I'm, I'm not Catholic. <laughs> I said, no, no, no. You are one of us. Some, some people, God gives special gifts, special abilities, etc., And you are one of us. In time, you will learn to recognize your own kind. So she, she and I then spent more time talking than the, the girlfriend than I spent talking. Yeah, that's so ominous, too, that, that she could just pick up on that. I did want to ask, Chris, because you have, I noticed you have a white aura, and it's really rare. In a white aura, you are very prone to picking up all types of spirit energy. So I'm sure you have witnessed or experienced a lot. But I just wanted to know, what is your earliest memory of any interaction with the spirit? My earliest, I did not realize it was a spirit until well after the fact. Um, I had a, a kind of a, a grandfatherly old man that we would talk and stuff. You know, my siblings are much older than I am. I am the oops baby by almost a decade. Um, so, you know, of course, they were too cool to hang out with the annoying little kid. I had this older fellow that would talk with me and hang out, and he was very kindly. It was a grandfatherly type of feel. It's odd that I say grandfatherly now because it wasn't until I was about 10 years old that I saw a picture of him, and it was my grandfather that died about a month before I was born. Oh, wow. wow. Did you tell your family that you've been having those experiences? I started to tell my mother about it and she kind of spazzed out and freaked and, you know, then went to the, no, you must be lying, et cetera, et cetera. And I just never talked with my mom about it after that. My, yeah. my dad, on the other hand, my dad, on the other hand, he said, yeah, I miss art. He was a good guy. Like, like maybe dad's one of us too. I don't know. My, my dad's no longer with us. Wow. And one thing I want to tell the audience as we kind of navigate through your history with the paranormal, Chris is a truck driver. And one of the things he does on TikTok is kind of shares his experiences on TikTok from kind of the crazy things he encounters, sometimes literally just from his viewpoint, from being higher than uh, the rest of us to you know, stopping at specific locations all the time, etc. But just to kind of give our audience a glimpse into how the paranormal can enter your life through your profession, I should say. Can you share the story with us about what you saw in the middle of the road and it affected your truck? Oh, sweet Lord. Okay. Uh, I actually had two of those in two so totally separate locations. One of them was actually a pretty common uh, ghost that's been seen in Ventura, California. Now that was in a pickup truck. Um, uh, yeah, he normally, uh, I don't want to say attack. Uh, how do you say? He will normally approach young women but not exclusively. And he seems to be wearing like a pink zoot suit. And he like hopped on the front of my truck for a second and then poof. Now, I had another one many, many long ago. Ooh. I want to say I was in Missouri, maybe Tennessee, somewhere hilly and green. And as I come around the corner, there's a man standing in front of me. We're all about the brakes, everything in the back, flying to the front, trying not to, you know, sucked the seat up my butt, woke the poor dog up. As I'm about to hit this guy, he's suddenly not there. He just wow. wasn't there. That one freaked me out. And I kind of had to make sure I was awake and I'm not, you know, too many hours and too many coffees. No drugs, no alcohol. I won't do that while I'm driving. No anyway, way. I had an incident one time and I think it was Arizona or New Mexico. Um, I was very, very tired. I was still kind of new to driving. Yeah, it would have been New Mexico. Anyway, I suddenly realized that there was a guy just sitting in the pasture seat talking to me, and I figured I was hallucinating, dreaming, what have you. 
and he was very colorful. Now, for a biker, trucker, sailor to say this guy was very colorful, he, he had a vocabulary of limited words, and he basically kept me up, and we chatted until I got to, I think it was a rest area or a truck stop. Either way, I pulled in, shut down, and then I realized he wasn't there. And I'm still not sure if that was a spirit or not, because he didn't wow. feel like a ghost. He felt real. He felt solid. Mm. He felt just like a grown man sitting next to me bumming cigarettes. Wow. That wow. one was weird. And Chris, which one of those was it? Um, Cause I'm just recalling from the video that I watched that mm -hmm. it affected the lights on your truck. And then you went and checked the dash cam footage and, and there was nobody in the road. Yeah. Oh, that was the second one. Sorry. Yeah. Um, my lights were the, the lights on the dash and stuff. Some of the, the lights on the truck were flickering and they go out and then they come back and they go out and they come back. And once I got stopped, you know, I remember yelling, you know, Garmin save. And I checked it and you can see the lights going out and me slowing down and there's nobody there. There's not the least inkling of a man in the road. So yeah, that was creepy. There was one time I was down in, I want to say one of the Carolinas and the guy behind me hollered at me on the CB and he said something about, it looks like there's people sitting on the back of your trailer. We're doing 65 miles an hour. And I look back and I swear I can see two men sitting on the, like, like sitting on the back of the trailer with their feet swinging. I thought, well, I think maybe we're both crazy. And he said, yeah, I'm not going to, uh, no, I'm just going to turn up the radio. Thanks. Have a nice day. <laughs> what? So apparently these ghosts wanted to hitch a ride. I was about to say, it reminds <laughs> me of Haunted Mansion where they're like hitching a ride on the carriage out, out in the graveyard. I was like, I wonder if spirits just like really do like need a ride, like hitch a ride and just <laughs> join you on your trip. <laughs> I honestly don't know. <laughs> so Chris, when you see these spirits and you interact with them, do they come in as fully formed people, meaning they, they seem solid? Do they seem that you could pass through them? Are they in color? How do they actually appear to you? It all depends on the individual spirit and on my level of focus, how tired I am, for example. Think of it like when, you're, when your phone starts getting tired and the, you know, starts getting low on battery and the screen starts going dimmer. It's same kind of concept. Um, other spirits have the energy to suddenly, boom, appear and talk to you. I'd say, hey, Noah, can you hear me? There are other times where you catch more like a feeling in your in your in your mind and in your heart you know when when you walk into the room right after an argument and you know somebody's in trouble the older i get the more i have tried to recognize i don't know if you want to you know people call it different things if it's energy if, if it's being intuitive if it's just being around an, a certain individual so long that maybe your mind can almost like predict a text or something you know it's, it's like some kind of muscle memory we don't understand it is a really unique, interesting thing. Um, the funny one and with my wife and I is like, we'll be watching TV or a movie or something. And somehow my brain just knows that she's fallen asleep. Like before I look at her and it's to the point now where I, I, I will test myself and not look and go, Hey, are you asleep? And she's just like, what? 
yes. Why do you, how do you know? And I was like, I don't know. The energy just shifted in the room. She's like, okay, ghost boy. And then just goes back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> She's very much a non-believer in the paranormal. But yeah, there's something I think hundred percent to that. It's kind of like my mediumship works though too. It's like you like can get connected or in tune with the energy. So it's the same with your partner, you know, like you've, you've been around this person you know, all the time, but you more so are because you're a partner with them, you want to be connected to them. So it's mm -hmm. like, my husband and I, we always say we have telepathy, because it's like, we're so in tune with connecting to each other, it just automatically comes in tune with your energy and just like around you. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I saw one story that kind of interested me because we've done episodes on like children having past lives. Can you talk about the little girl that came up to you in the store? Okay, um, I, I will get emotional. Just roll with it. I don't care if I cry on camera. It was uh, this was several years ago. I want to say it was a Kmart, and there was a little girl who ran up to me and she she called me dad. She said, "Daddy, I've missed you," and she runs up and like hugs my legs. There's mom. There's dad. They're looking at me. I'm looking at them. We're all looking at the girl, and I said, "Well." sweetie that's your dad she goes no you were my dad before he was my dad I'm like okay well then it's good to see you again <laughs> she goes okay I, I love you daddy bye and then she ran over <clears throat> excuse me she ran over to her now dad and carried on like it was no big deal and that left me sufficiently rattled to go home and you know start pounding tequila so you really, I mean, clearly, I can tell by looking at you on video, but just to add the emphasis for the audience that is, you know, listening just through the audio, I mean, this really had an effect on you. When you got this message from her, how much stock did you put into her comment? Um, she had this sweet little childish, adorable innocence to her. She looked an awful lot like my daughter. Um as far as being red hair and green eyes, you know, when she said, no, no, he was my dad before he was my dad. You were my dad before he was my dad. Something in it just hit me like right in the heart, right in the soul. And it felt too honest and too pure to be a little kid playing games. If, if this was a, a teenager, a tween, what have you, I'd say, okay, yeah, somebody's been watching too many, you know, Sweet Valley High movies or whatever. Boy, I just dated my age there, didn't I? Um, this was uh, basically a toddler. She was, I don't know, four, five, yeah. maybe at the most. Uh, way too young and innocent to play that game. And, you know, little kids always do the, the little silliness things. You know, my eight-year-old likes to change his name every day. So, yeah, last we were supposed to call him Tony Saboteur. That's pretty rad, <laughs> anyway. though. <laughs> My kid last night, he's uh, he's about to turn four and no idea where this came from. I'm guessing from him watching uh, Hot Wheels, their shows on YouTube. He goes, uh, he's like, good night, dad. I love you. I go, I love you too, buddy. And he goes, um, can you tell mom that Mischief would like her to come and tuck him in? And I went, I'm sorry. <laughs> What? And he goes, I'm mischief. And I said, all right, mischief. Love you. <laughs> this episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey, everyone. It's Noah Daniels, and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie. I'm right there with him. 
And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Uh, that is adorable. Well, Kate, so, you know, obviously you fill things and, and you're kind of going through this new world of yours with um, the sensitivity to the paranormal. What strikes you through that story that Chris shared? The little girl's comment was complete confirmation for like everybody involved. So it wasn't something that, you know, like your son just said, oh, I'm mischief. And y'all were like, oh, haha, and like laugh it off. It hit your core. It's different when a four-year-old is, you know, playing make-believe or pretend, but it's another thing when it's, oh no, you were my dad before this dad. You you hear kids talk about their past lives where they're like, um, you know, oh, I, I passed away in this house, but then when I died, I was able to come back into your belly, mom. And then you try to get them to repeat it again. And it's really hard to, because it's something that's not just like fresh on their mind all the time. It was a message that you were specifically supposed to hear. You were, is like right timing, right moment. I always believe in right timing. And it was just in that moment, you were meant to know that this soul was a part of your past life, especially when they resemble someone in your life right now. So the fact that she did resemble your daughter in this life, I mean, I feel it in my heart right now that it's complete confirmation that she knew exactly what she was talking about. And she was so confident in saying it to you too and just approaching you like that. I definitely believe that she was a part of your one of your past lives for sure. If, if I could go back to that day again, I would have, you know, like got down on my knee and give her a little hug type thing. <laughs> Probably more for me than for her. I asked my child, just like, oh, do you remember anything? You know, and instead of answering that, he just looks at me and he goes, oh, it's other daddy. And I went, uh, what? And he pointed <laughs> above the the recliner that I was kind of rocking in. He goes, 
other daddy's here. He's right above you. And I laughed at first, but he didn't laugh like because he likes to mess around, like joke a lot. And I was like, okay, does other daddy look like me? He's like, no, but he has this big smile on his face, like all the way from side to side. And he's laughing real hard. I was like, okay, well, uh, I think we're going to put Paw Patrol back on. and, and yeah. <laughs> It's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they're so casual about it. You oh, know, yeah, it's, it's like no they deal. can see the scariest face and they're like, oh, yeah, that's, I know him. It's uh, talk <laughs> about the haunted house that you lived in that had quite the history of hauntings. And I guess we'll just run through, you know, and obviously you know about it more than I do. I'm just pulling from what I uh, remember hearing on TikTok. But I know you spoke of there being a little girl ghost in the home. Can you can you kind of tell us about the home and then walk us through some of the most memorable hauntings in the home? A uh, house I used to own in the sprawling metropolis of Halstead, Kansas, population just over a thousand. Um, there's not even a stop light. There are six stop signs, though. The first house on that property was built in the 1890s, uh, was burned down and replaced in like 1901. Um, and then it grew over time from a little one bedroom to two bedroom to three, four, blah, blah, blah. That place was extremely active. Uh, in the yard, it was extremely active. This place turned non-believers into believers. The original front porch stretched all the way across the east side of the house. Now, by the time I got the house, that had been modified where they stretched the living room to consume about three quarters of the porch. Originally, the front door faced east, now faces south. Almost every workday at 5 p.m. or thereabouts, you would hear a man's boots walk across the porch through where the, the door is now and stop about mid-level where the door used to be. And you'd hear a door open. And it's not just me, not just the crazy guy. The dog would shut up and watch. The cat would stop. Friends, wow. girlfriends, etc. the kids. And you'd hear it and you'd hear the door open and your brain is looking at the door waiting for it to open. And it doesn't. And I could never... Wow get anything from him i knew it was a a, a man and it had that a grown man walking wearing boots sound it's a distinct click clock sound of boots on wood there was one that um i i say the guy looked like a mennonite this is a totally different spirit it actually might have been the same spirit who knows this guy looked like a Mennonite, and the town that I lived in was very Mennonite. There's also an Amish community just outside of Halstead. I walked in, I was actually heading to the restroom on the main floor. And as I turned in the hallway right there, standing in one of the bedrooms, the, the, the eastern bedroom, there's a man. Looks like a Mennonite fella, button-up shirt, beard, clean hair. And I looked at him, and I jumped, and I had my, my pistol on me, long story, don't worry about it. And I pull a gun and I said, what the, you know, F are you doing? Stop, get down. And he looked at me and his eyes got wide and he vanished. And then I realized like after the fact, I couldn't really see him from the waist down. I could only see shirt, arms, you know, torso, head, but it was clear as it was sufficiently clear that I pulled a gun on a ghost. When you have that experience and it's obviously real enough to you to where you're think there's an intruder in your home did you ever see him again or was that like a one-off never saw him again never apparently he is afraid of the glock 19 which you know he would be a valid um <laughs> perhaps it was the cursing and he he was you know offended but i never saw him again 
You didn't need sage for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a different kind yeah. of sage. Um, exactly. Yikes. Uh, and then there was the little girl. Yeah. I, I always called her Sally. She wouldn't tell me her name. As far as visual, all I could ever get was a shimmering uh, in the shape of a child, little, maybe three years old, and you would hear child running and laughing she would chase the cat across the living room and back i am not the only person who has seen this there is multiple multiple people who have heard her felt her seen her there are times i would go to make a sandwich i'd put two pieces of bread on the counter spin the bag put that away turn back around and the bread is in the sink and i hear giggling and i'll be damned i should have done those dishes already so there wouldn't be a sink full of water my ex-girlfriend, uh, Tammy, uh, um, when I talk about her on TikTok, I'll refer to her as super cool ex-Tammy. We're actually really good friends. This is a woman who said, yeah, ghosts might or might not be real. I've never seen one. That house made her a full-blown believer. Her and Sally routinely, you know, she would be in the kitchen, you know, making dinner or what have you, and Sally would come running through and the cat comes chasing her. And then the cat comes running through and Sally's chasing her and she would yell, you know, stop running through the kitchen she would get her shirt pulled she'd get her hair touched she'd get all sorts of stuff the only time she said she ever felt really uncomfortable in those situations was i was off taking care of some other i think i was helping a friend like move a couch or something because i'm the buddy with the pickup truck and it was right before thanksgiving or christmas and tammy would had her stuff that was like slow cooking a her house came over to my place to make you know some some dinner and some sides and stuff for you know the night before said so the whole night not only is she hearing sally and like the dog is sitting there watching and then she's hearing like it, it sounded like a man walk through the house and she hollered for me realized i wasn't there and then somebody floop through her hair Mm. said she she felt like ice across the back of her neck and it just floofed her hair and then walked right on out and like walked you know, from the kitchen you go into a, kind of a great room and then off to the back deck and out to the backyard said walked right through like he was walking out the back door like this cat just walked through like he owned the place he just walked on by another one that that tammy had we might have to call her sometime to get her take on this she had spent the night I woke up the next morning and she was gone. And there was a text message that said, F this, you can come to my house. And the message was sent at like 3.30 in the morning. I, I never heard her get up. She said she was sure it wasn't a dream because something woke her up, felt like she was being touched on the face. She woke up, she sat up, sees the dog over there, and then turns and there's a woman. She says a naked woman, white, very pale said she had on a, like a necktie and that's it she had long black hair and she looked pissed and the woman was like looked at her they made eye contact and the woman screamed but she couldn't hear anything oh and then the woman ran at her and then made it kind of halfway between the bathroom door and the bed and tammy jumped up and like was ready to defend herself or otherwise and then the woman just and she decided that that didn't feel like a dream and she got up, she got dressed, and she got the heck on out of the house. Sounds like a smart lady. Yeah, I didn't say. Tammy's not the kind of person that she doesn't get dramatic over anything. She is very square, very grounded, very centered. I think I've only seen her cry once in the last 15 years. 
Kate, I am very curious. So this is a question I like to ask people like you and Chris, and uh, Chris, I'll get your opinion on this as well. When you hear a story about a house that has so many, you know, you want to call it hauntings, encounters, spirits, ghosts, what have you, um, but clearly there's a lot of activity going in a central location. Do you tend to believe the person is the magnet for the encounters or is the home itself the conduit for the encounters? So I always think that it starts with the land. It's the history of the land. So I always want to know if there's any history that was in that like area or location, because when I first started looking up videos about the conjuring house and just wanting to know like what is drawing, what people think are all these evil or foul entities, it wasn't, it ended up being a land of what was once indigenous inhabitants. I do feel like Chris is someone who attracts that spiritual energy already, but it's also just like, like we were talking about with the residual energy as well. It's like, what type of events happened in this house before, because even those residual energies could have been affected by the original energy of the land of what was once inhabited and owned by a certain culture. Yes, uh, I, I will agree with that one as well. Chris shared a lot about that home. Uh, we got a lot of different stories there. Did any of those stories really strike you as, as you were hearing them? I think it's really interesting because I, I really truly feel like you scared off that one spirit so bad that they, you know, like I feel like that one was not a residual energy thing. I think it was more of they were there because they wanted to be and you completely scared them away. But, <laughs> and with the child energy, it's exactly how you described it. Children's spirit energies are so full of light. So they'll be described as like a ball of light and you, you know, describing her as like this shimmer of light. What's a little tough about children energies, especially if they resided there in the 1800s, like you were saying, when the house was built, it can be difficult for some children to, to pass on because um, if they do die at a young age, they're not really susceptible to being confident and going with, you know, the people that show up to take them to a higher place. What I believe in all of this is that when you do pass on, time doesn't exist. So it's not like she's, it's been 84 years, you know, it, that spirit is just more so of y'all aren't my parents. I'm not going with you type of thing. So I do see that in hospitals as well. You know, if children pass away in a hospital and the people that come are somebody they don't recognize, you know, it could be like a, a past ancestor mm -hmm. or even their spirit guide. And if they don't recognize them, it's like, it can be tough if they don't feel like they're, they feel good to like move on and especially also with how the parents dealt with the grieving process just being so you know devastated that they're like well I don't want to leave yet you know I want them to be okay and so I kind of get that vibe too you know it's like she grew up she could have grown up there in that house and she felt comfortable there you know that was her home she was just there to play you know she liked her cat and <laughs> she was there to play with y'all <laughs> yeah that house was weird Chris, thank you so much for sharing all those stories. Chris, I would love for you to share with our audience where they can find your content if they want to keep up with you on, on your adventure, adventures and travels on the road. Well, the easiest place to find me is Crazy Uncle Chris at 
TikTok, all one word. The underscore is at the end because somebody else already had the name. And then I asked him for it. And he said, yeah, give me $1,000. And I was like, mm, no. Mostly I just tell stupid jokes to make people laugh. Give you three seconds of a chuckle in your otherwise miserable day. That's what I exist for. <laughs> well, thank you for giving us more than three seconds here. We certainly appreciate it. And Kate, I would love for you to share with our audience if they want to get in contact with you about maybe a reading or, or a tarot card reading. How can they contact you? Yeah, they can shoot me a message on Instagram. My Instagram is at tarot Kate. And then my TikTok is tarot Kate number three. You looked so, at yeah. me. I was they like, can... I do have it written down in front of me. <laughs> what is it, Noah? <laughs> <laughs> it's also funny that I just assumed you looked at me when clearly like you were just looking out. That's like so self-absorbed I am. I'm like, clearly she's looking at me and the, the boxes of Zoom. <laughs> Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.